I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Hello and welcome to Candidly Keisha. It's Friday. (laughs) You know what I do miss about being pregnant? I miss happy hour. I'm just going to be really honest. Like I love the food and happy hours. I'll still go. Yeah. But the drink specials, like the summertime patio, margaritas. With a little sizzle in it. Yeah, I've had some mocktails. They just don't do it the same way. But I'm trying. It's okay. <laughs> Isn't a Coke kind of cheating? No, that's my that's my cocktail right now. I was about now. to Coca-Cola? say, get you a Coke. <laughs> Girl, you don't even know. I take a Coke and you think I had some crown in it. I'm so excited. <laughs> but yes, oh, it's Friday. We have Shardy in the studio. Hello. Hey. <laughs> so, random, before we get into it, so I decided to do an Ask Keisha segment. You know, everyone really loves those where they get to ask their questions mm-hmm. and I answer them. Everybody's nosy too. Everyone's nosy, <laughs> but it's okay. I put it out. I said, let's, you could ask. That don't mean I'm going to answer it all. But no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do my best. Um, you know, certain questions legally have to be off the table because of some of the things that we're going through right now mm-hmm. um, that I can't talk about. But everything else um, is fine. And this is so weird. I'm trying to, if, if I sound crazy, something I've learned else about pregnancy. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just like out of breath for no reason. It's like I'm I don't feel like I'm even that far along, but like between my boobs being freaking huge and my belly growing, it's like not enough room for my lungs or something. <laughs> Maybe that was too much Everything's information. Everything's being crowded on the inside. Lord have mercy. But it's okay. She's absolutely worth it. Oh yeah. She's letting me eat whatever I want now. Good. Thank you. Cuz I needed a steak. And how was it? It was so good. Oh, my God. It was so crazy. So I went to Houston's, right? And um, I got the Hawaiian ribeye, which is one of my favorites, which I haven't been able to have for months because she's been a vegan baby. Um, Well, no, she let me have a little cheese. So she's been a vegetarian baby. Man, they were so good to me at Houston's. I'm going to give a shout out to Houston's on Peachtree. (laughs) I know it was Houston's on Lenox. They didn't ask me to. wasn't nothing free. I gave a good tip. But... The manager was so sweet because I was like, ma'am, I'm so excited about this steak. Can you please, like, this is, you know, when you look at the ribeye, right? Because you know I'm a steak aficionado. There's the eye of the ribeye. And then there's that, like, kind of flank, the fatty flank that goes across the top. I may not be saying it the exact perfect butcher names. My favorite part is that flank that runs across the top. So I said, ma'am, I pulled up my phone. I pulled a picture of, this is, I sure did. I said, ma'am, I need a ribeye that looks as close to this as possible. She was so sweet. She went and I said, listen, I'm pregnant. My baby's going to let me eat a steak today. And I need this steak to be perfect. 
Ooh, your phone not on. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. She literally went back and she took pictures of like three different ribeye steaks for me. And let me choose which one I wanted. Can I tell you that was the most epic happy dance <laughs> I have ever done for food in my entire in Oh, the- I did the whole like, <laughs> mm, 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 all of that. I like that. <laughs> all of that. I ate every piece of that steak. I know it was good. Every piece. And it was amazing. But as I digress, because I can sit here and talk about like food and being so happy I can eat again like I all day. I food all day. Oh, my goodness. But we're going to get on to your questions because we have a whole lot of them. Oh, yeah. So many that we are probably going to have to break this up into two segments. Definitely going to need two segments. Definitely going to need. So you may some if you don't hear your question answered, you may have to tune in next week, too. Um, Well, you definitely have to tune in next week, too, so that we can, you know, answer some more of these questions. But let's get started. What do we have up first, Shardy? Well, the first one is from Capricorn2910. How do you plan to manage motherhood and work? Just do it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, not I, you know, I think it's like one of those things like I, I, I posted recently, you know, I always say this, that my plan B has always been God's plan A. And from what I've learned from my friends who have children and my mom is that you can have the most amazing plan known to man. That don't mean that shit going to work. <laughs> you got to be flexible. <laughs> so really, it's about her. And I know my first priority is motherhood and, you know, everything else follows. So I'm going to make sure that I continue to do. I've always envisioned myself as very much an active mom, one who's still working. Like, I'm going to strap this baby on. We're going to put it in the stroller and we're going to keep it moving. If I have to travel, baby's traveling. If I have to work, baby's coming with me. So I just feel like we'll find our flow. Um, You know, as long as her needs are taken care of, I know she'll let me do what I need to do. And the first couple months, it's just about baby. And then I feel like you find your balance slowly as you're in the midst of it. It's not something I can say right now, this is what's going to happen and how it's going to do. Because all those rules, and and that just goes out the window. You could try. But I'm not even going to set myself up for that kind of failure. I'm just going to do the best I can every day I wake up. And I'm going to need you and everybody else to help me a whole lot. But I'm just excited for the journey. I'm excited for, you know, whatever is to come next. So, okay. This is like a multi-question. Kimberly Baptiste. Okay. She asked, are you going to have a natural birth or are you going to have an epidural? Uh-huh. Also, what type of symptoms did you have before finding out you were pregnant? Uh-huh. What was your reaction? Did you cry? And what was your mom slash granny's reaction? I love when your mom is on the show also. Oh, my God. My mom, <laughs> she's been trying to, like, get me pregnant through osmosis for years. <laughs> like, if she could have. I'm See, you also have to understand that I'm the oldest and the only girl. girl. So my younger brother, who's younger than me by five years, he had got married and had a baby and is on baby number two before I get baby number one out. <laughs> so, you know, they've been looking at me. And I knew it was something I always wanted to do. But I really wanted to wait until, you know, the right time, you know. And, and again, God's plan, my plan B is always in God's plan A. Like, I never would have foreseen how everything is unfolding. But I always knew I wanted a family, you know, the husband, the children, the whole thing. It just took me a little longer to get around to it. <laughs> no regrets though things happen the way they're supposed to exactly. I'm so grateful for this blessing and you know it's funny we've had this this whole and it was funny we had this conversation my was it my 15 year my 50 yeah my 15 year reunion from Spelman was this year 
And a girlfriend of mine is a doula. And she's like one of those like real, she's, I love her. She's like Piper's really like hippie. And like, she's been this way. This just is authentically who she is since, since, since college. So she was, and at the point, the funny thing is I was pregnant at the time, but I had no clue. I didn't know I was pregnant. So we were talking about like, she does this like doula, this real like whimsical orgasmic birth experience, (laughs) right? That she was showing me on, on like YouTube. She's like, no, I'm telling you, you know, you can have, it can be so beautiful and, (sighs) and this orgasm and these women in like tubs and shit. I was like, I don't want to be in a tub, but you know, it's cool. Like if that's what you do. I'm very clear. I want all the drugs. Mm. I have good insurance. I want every drug you could give me. I want to be smiling. I do not want to feel a human come through my vagina. No. There's just something wrong about a human being I, feeling a human being. And, and you know what? Mm. To each his own. Like, yeah. I have no judgment for women who want to do that. More power to you. More power to you. But I'm clear on who I am. And that isn't who I am. I am a punk for pain. I am the one who the nurse has to pull out the little extra baby kitty butterfly needle if I have to get any sort of blood drawn. So I'm really not, I'm I'm not, I I want an epidural. I want whatever they can give me. I'm ready for it. Um, I'm trying to think baby brain is hitting me right now, but there was one more funny part. Ah, this is when I knew that I was not interested. And it's like I said, it's a beautiful thing. Like one of my good girlfriends, she's a sore ivy. She, you know, was very earthy and all of that. And so when she was having, which one of her children was it? Was it Zalin? Or I can't remember. I think it may have been. She did the whole, like, tub, like the blow-up tub Mm -hmm. of water in the middle of the living room. She had, like, the African drummers, like, like the whole thing, like, like the whole thing going on, right? It was, like, magical in there. I was like, oh, we back in the motherland. Get it, right? So I was good until they handed me a goldfish scooper, okay. like the like the mesh kind. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do with? It was like if any turds float, oh. we need you to grab them. <laughs> I said, "Oh hell no!" I said, "You know what? I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. I have no desire to scoop turds out of this little baby tub in the middle of this living room right now." That's a fear of mine. I took it. I was like, oh, my God, this is too real. Like, it got real fast. But, I mean, it was beautiful. I saw the baby born. Like, it was all natural and all of that. But at that moment, I said, this isn't for me. Oh, man. So, yes, I will avoid that? Um, I, see, the thing is, you never know. Because you're pushing the same way as if you're pooing. Yeah. So, the likelihood of a turd dropping is very high. Oh, oh man. It's very high. You know, so... I wasn't ready for that. I'm just, yeah. I'm clear. I'm very clear in who I am, and that's not. That wasn't for me. But I am all good. Give me a nice hospital. Give me all the drugs. You're a good friend. I, oh, my God. You're a great friend. Oh, my God. I wasn't ready. Like, we drive a joke about that to this day, Ivy. You know I love you and all the babies. Give all my babies kisses for me. But I knew that I needed, like, yes. yes. I'm very, Romance. like, I'm very, like, my, my, my brothers always joke that I'm very whimsical and, like, unicorns and bunnies and love everyone and optimistic. But, and I, you can be that with an epidural. Oh, yeah. Because I'll be a lot happier mommy with an epidural. Oh, definitely. So. <laughs> this is, I, I think it's Shantae. You know, some extra E's at the end of it. Her name was taken on Instagram, so she had to improvise. And, you know, add some letters. <laughs> what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? I love this question. Um, the advice I would give 
Ooh. To my 20-year-old self, there's so much advice. It's so crazy because at every age, I feel like, like especially in your 20s, you really think like you know it all. Like you're like, I'm an adult. You can't tell me what, you know, you just have this very, uh, I don't even know what to call it. But I would say trust yourself. I would say to my 20-year-old self, you know, really live in the moment. Don't take everything so seriously. And trust your instincts 100% hands down. I would have loved to have also started kind of like my journey in terms of meditation and that sort of things to kind of quiet myself. Um, At that time, I would tell myself now that I know the benefits. I would have told myself to start doing that then. But I can't lie. I enjoyed my 20s. I kicked it hard. I had a really great time. And I feel like all of that is a part of what makes me who I am today. But just really like never let anything or anyone steal your joy and understand your value and your greatness and someone's inability to see your greatness does not diminish your worth. I tell myself, we'd have a real long sit down. I'd be like, listen, girl, let me tell you. (laughs) No, I would, though. This is um, Lee Kell, 44. Sorry if I said it wrong. How will you educate your daughter? Do you plan to do private school, homeschooling, or public school? I know it's early, but she'll be five years old in a blink of an eye. Man, she ain't even out my womb yet. Can you not rush it? (laughs) But but no, honestly, uh, it's funny you ask. They ask that because I actually today... What someone I know someone we kind of went over some of the questions that people ask people were like well what do you do all day mm-hmm. but I had an amazing meeting with the governor of Georgia um, Governor Deal and his wife They're amazing. Sandra they were so freaking sweet mm-hmm. I I'm in love and and I told them I'm like I'm a registered Democrat mm-hmm. however <laughs> and I I went to speak with them about schools. Um, I do a lot of work, you know, with my foundation and um, the Camp Kizzy Foundation, and they have some really great legislative things that they're working on coming down the pipeline, some amendments to really help um, the education system that's mm-hmm. failing a lot of kids here in Georgia. Yeah. And I told them, you know, what I loved about our conversation is it wasn't about what party you're a part of. It was, it was very much, it wasn't partisan. It wasn't, bi- it was, it was about children. It was about what do we need to do so that we can create the environment for children to learn and to thrive and to grow because there's a direct correlation between, you know, the crime and prison population and education. And how do we not build more jails but make our schools work for all kids and it not be about, you know, what – zip code or socioeconomic background or race or, you know, because children shouldn't be, you should be afforded opportunity regardless of how much money you have or where you live. So it was a really amazing conversation. And I know one of the things I said to him when I left is, you know, I want to ensure that I have the choice when my little one gets of age, that I feel now private school would be my only option because there's a lot of work that needs to be done in a lot of the public schools. And I went to private school my whole life. Um, and it's really also about the kid. I can't answer that because it's going to be about nurturing her love, 
her interests um, and what environment, what she needs to be her best self. So whatever that looks like, whether it's charter school, homeschool, mm-hmm. public school, private school, I'm going to do what I feel is in the best interest of her as she becomes who she's destined to be. I'm going to figure out how to say this name. I don't want to say it wrong. It looks like Ella Love too. Okay. It's kind of long. Okay. It's so easy for women to become completely selfless once they become mothers, starting with early pregnancy. Mm -hmm. What is something you want to continue doing for yourself that's really important to you after you have your little girl? I have an almost two-year-old, and at times I struggle with whether I've lost my sense of self-focusing on her. Mm -hmm. I know that in order to be a good mommy, you have to take care of yourself Absolutely. I believe in that. You know, I feel that in order for you to have anything to give, you have to feed your spirit and feed who you are. Um, So a motherhood is just another extension and piece of who I am. It's not the totality of who I am. Mm -hmm. So... I know one thing, I'm taking my ass to the gym <laughs> as soon as I drop this baby. Um, baby can work out with you. Baby, we can do mommy and me. We all squatting with baby. We will figure it out. But I think it's just, you know, continuing to do the things that I love. And, sh- and one thing I know is that children learn not by what you say, by what you do. And the best example I can give to my daughter is to be my best, my most full, vibrant self, to teach her to be the same way. So I plan on continuing to be me. Yeah, I'll have a baby, but y'all think I'm kidding. I'm going to strap this little sucker on and we're going to keep it moving. <laughs> She's going to be eating in restaurants when it's like, oh, let's go out to eat. Okay, come on. <laughs> She's gonna, I'm going to have the, the three-year-old who's like, steak mommy, filet mignon. <laughs> so, and, and I'm okay with that because my parents did that with us. You know, they took us out. And when you expose your children to different things, then they know how to act. Mm-hmm. Like it's when you keep your kids sheltered. And then those are the bad kids in the restaurant whose parents are apologizing to, to everybody because <laughs> they don't ever take their kids out. So I feel like, of course, I'll take them and I'll expose them. But I'll also have mommy time. You know, I'll have time with my friends and doing grown-up stuff. So it's just it's just going to be finding that balance. But uh, I know it's going to be an adjustment period. But it's, it's going to be, be a good fun. adjustment. It's going to be really fun. Good. This one's funny. This is from Coach Shayla. Oh, Lord. It's new. You're in the middle of a mani-pedi, you're hungry, and your water breaks. What do you do? See, these are my crazy friends, right? <laughs> I love my friend. This is one of my best friends, and she has jokes today. So it's real simple. This is what I would do. I would pick my phone up. I'd make it to go order while my pedicure and manicure is getting finished up and pick it up on my way to the hospital. That is exactly what I would do. <laughs> I'm going to eat. Boom. Boom. And I'm going to get my nails done because my feet are going to be all up in the air. And my no, we're going to handle that real quick. I'm going to get my food and then we're going to go to the hospital. Yes. This one. um, Hey, Wit Three Gal. That's her name. Okay. (laughs) How did you find your purpose in life and what age did you find it? Um, I feel like your purpose continually evolves. Um, Mm -hmm. I always say, like, if I'm the same person I was. 10 years ago, then there's something wrong with me. I feel like as you follow things that you're genuinely passionate about and that you genuinely enjoy, that is what leads you to your purpose. I always tell my girls and my boys with my nonprofit that, you know, you follow your passion and the money will come. And I honestly and wholeheartedly believe that. You can't chase the money. You have to chase 
and you know it by how it feels inside. And, you know, it's crazy the twists and turns because I know one of my life's purposes is to be an advocate for specifically children in underserved communities and to use my voice to speak truth for those who are unheard. And granted, yes, I'm an actor, and that's what I started out as, but God has given me all the building blocks to be able to do that, you know, starting with acting and the visibility of that in everyone that I've met. And I know my journey is still continuing, and I'm constantly evolving and growing, but that's definitely a part of my purpose. And everyone has different purposes, and that's what makes us so amazing and so unique. You know, and too many people, like, I saw the best meme on Instagram after Michael Phelps won um, the gold medal, and the guy next to him was looking in his lane. Yes, I saw that one. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Winners focus on winning when losers focus on what the winner's doing. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. Do what you do. It's not about what anyone else does. But on that note, we're going to take a quick break right here. So we're going to take a nice little break. We're going to come back. We're going to answer some more of your questions. So stay right here with Candid Lakeisha. Me and Shardy will be back in a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We are right back here with Kinsley Keisha celebrating this happy Friday. Yes. Okay, Shardy, you got some more questions for I me. I do. This is from Crystal. What's been the most... No, wait, time out. Time out. <laughs> no. That's not... That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's Swarovski, Crystal. Crystal. I said it for you. Yes, but I, but when you look at it, it does make it, you. It, it, just, it plays tricks on you. So we were sitting here in the break, and and Shardy was like, "Okay, I don't know how to say this, so I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm definitely not. So, and I'm going to let you say it again because Swarovski Crystal, fifty-seven. No, I'm joking. What's her name? No, that's it. That's it, what is, it is fifty-seven. No, oh. it just, <laughs> I was just being silly. But what's her question? What's been the most fun part of pregnancy so far? What's been the hardest part? Uh-huh. And do you have a nursery thing picked out yet? Okay. So let me think. I'm going to start. The hardest part, just your body. Like you're growing a human. So it's just that adjustment period. And people don't tell you. Like people really don't tell you all the stuff. And granted they can't because everybody's different. But I know in the beginning I had heartburn, nausea, indigestion, congestion like I had every symptom at the same damn time and bloated and it was all types of stuff all that happened in like a week it did (laughs) it was all like it was bad but I kept telling myself you know it's all about her being healthy and whatever I have to go through is okay with me and then honestly like and then it all just went away like and even like the bloat I, I feel like it was just emotionally I was going through so much and stress. And and as that's le- lifted, all these symptoms have gone away. So there's such a connection between the mental and emotional and physical in your body. Mm-hmm. And I've known that, but this pregnancy has made me that much more aware of it. That, you know, even when I want to be stressed, I do my best to put on some happy music, do a happy dance song, something to switch my mood because I can feel it in her. Right. And now the new thing that I know when she's when I'm feeling stressed or worried, she balls up on one side of my stomach in like a knot. Mm. And I'm like, okay, baby, you got room. Just stretch out. It's okay. <laughs> stretch on out. <laughs> just stretch on it's out. Just you in there. Just you. <laughs> but um, so I'm starting to just be more aware of the signs and the symptoms so that I can also woo saw meditate, 
breathe, do whatever it is that I need to do. Um, the best parts of pregnancy, the fact that I'm going to have a baby, like mm. the fact that there's like a present at the end of all of this. And I don't know, like people are so nice to you and like do stuff and don't want you to lift stuff. Like my family is so old school. Like my mom is like, don't bend down and do I'm like, Ma, who else going to tie my shoe? Like, what you, <laughs> what you mean? My grandmother was like, your bed's too high. You can't, well, where am I supposed to sleep, Nana? What you want me to do? So they're all so cute and so protective. And I love my niece and how she, she has this thing where she can't just rub my belly. And, and FYI, y'all. I never did this to pregnant women anyway. Don't don't roll up on pregnant women and touch their belly. I'm just going to give you, I'm giving you the warning now. I will karate chop you. <laughs> so, unless you are invited, <laughs> please don't touch my belly. <laughs> so, my niece, though, she gets a pass because that's my heart. We can be at a restaurant. It doesn't matter <laughs> where we are. She can't touch my belly through my clothes. She pulls my shirt up, my little pregnancy stretchy top <laughs> pants, pulls them down so she can touch my actual bare skin of my belly. I was like, Jet, you cannot undress auntie in public all the time. <laughs> she wants you to have, play with you, the baby. Right. She wants to play with the baby and talk to the baby. And I'm just like... So it's just the joy of knowing I'm going to have one and that everyone just like my friends have been so amazing, like taking me to the spa and just doing nice things for me. So I do appreciate like all of the just love and attention. What, what, is there, is there another part of this question? Did I answer it all? No, no, you answered it okay. all. This is from Journey's Purpose, Inc. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, anything and not gain weight. No, I'm joking. <laughs> No, I believe it's either I would like to fly or maybe be invisible. Because I would just like to, like, be able to go and be places that I normally wouldn't be privy to and be able to observe people when they don't think anyone else is watching. Because I feel like that's the authenticity of a person and your character. What do you do when you don't think anyone's watching you? This is Ash Boo, 2011. Woo woo. Being raised in a house full of boys, are you anxious and excited for all the dolls and little tea parties that are coming your way, along with the dramatics of a little girl? I am so excited. I am uber excited. Because, like, I'm a weird mix of a tomboy and a girly girl. So, growing up, yes. I know she is going to be too because my niece is such a tomboy. She any she's all about playing outside, rocks. Like I was definitely a tomboy. I was definitely a tomboy, and I feel that she's probably she's going to be who she is, and whoever that is, I'm going to nurture and be excited about. But I love dolls too. Like I have a whole Barbie collection from when I was little that I'm passing down to her. So I'm excited for all of that. I already have her tea party set picked out at Restoration Hardware. You know, I'm we're ready. So, this is Coach Shayla. Oh, Shay. It was just funny, so I had to say it. Which one of your BFFs do you want baby girl to be like when she grows up? So, this is a trick question. <laughs> I think it's the idea is a trick question. This is a trick question because <laughs> this is my BFF. And I know my other one, Sophia, oh, yeah, chimed in. Sophia. She chimed in on this as well. <laughs> Can't take these bras nowhere. But, um, you know, I really hope that my desire for her 
and I'm very, the women I surround myself with are very special to me and they all have so many amazing attributes and just how I've always hoped with my daughter that I pass along the best of me to her. So I pray that she has the best of all the women who are surrounding her. You know, whether it's Sophia's sensitivity, whether it's Shayla's um, just intuitiveness and her whole shamany medicine woman, Amika's assertiveness, Jeannie's just sense of family. Like there's so much, Arian's just a hood. I mean, I don't even, I have so many great girlfriends that for me to to name everyone would be challenging, but mm-hmm. I have so many strong women in my family as well that she doesn't have a choice but all. to be freaking amazing. This is the lovely Christine. <clears throat> she has a couple of questions. Okay. What's your favorite music artist, male and female, favorite movie, and a weird or crazy talent that you have uh, in your dream movie role? Janet Jackson. For dream movie. The hands down. I will kill it. I, that's what I'm, I have to do that. Okay, sorry. I was very passionate about that. Um, my favorite movie, Dirty Dancing. I know every don't put ba- I know every line in the movie. I actually love Pinterest. I found uh, a onesie that says "Don't put baby in a corner." <laughs> My baby will have it. That's how much of a fan I am. It's so bad that I was online like the summer in you know where Kellerman's was the name of the fictional resort where Dirty Dancing was, and that place really exists in the Pocono Mountains, and they had like a Dirty Dancing special for the for the hotel. I. Like, you, you know, there. family, we have family group chat. I was like, we got to do this. I want to go to the cabin. I want to stay in the exact one that they stayed in. And my family was actually, my family was on board. I was kind of excited about it. So um, then what's my favorite male and female artist? I don't know. I don't have a favorite. I really don't. I don't either. I just select songs. Though. No, I just like different songs. I half the time don't know who sings a song when it comes on the radio. I'm so oblivious. I have to like get between my brothers and you and they tell me there are all these different random people little somebody and this and that and it's too much i use the listening app it listens to the song lets you know who it is and the uh, artist because I, I never know who people are but i just like good music and this one <clears throat> this is from sophia yvonne 15 this is fifi <laughs> my other best friend what is your smothered chicken recipe and you better answer this too with a whole how bunch you, of exclamation points. How you going to threaten me on Instagram? <laughs> Who does that? This is the thing. She wants to smother chicken recipe, but she can't cook. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if I give you this recipe. As she tried to, like, she was, it was someone who, I'll tell the story. So it's her ex-husband now. Mm-hmm. So when she was, like, trying to, they were, you know, dating. You know how you try to put your best little foot forward and be like, you know. Mm-hmm. This one calls me, like, Keisha. I need your recipe for fried chicken. I'm going to fry chicken and dinner. I was like, Sophia, this doesn't sound like a really good idea. I was like, maybe you should wait till I'm in town and I can cook it for you. And right. then you can take it over there and pretend like it's yours. I said, but this is a hor-. long story short. She burnt the boy kitchen. He still married her though. He burnt the damn kitchen up. He had to have like the serve pro people come and clean the, the smoke damage out his house and his clothes. It was bad. So I am not giving you my smothered chicken recipe for you to burn your house down, lady. But, <laughs> but offline, I, and this is the thing, I've showed her how to cook this recipe. We've been friends, literally, we met when we were five years old. 
Like all of my friendships have been long lasting. Um, Shayla and I actually met through Sophia when we were in college. They went to George Mason together. Amika um, and Jeannie went to college to Spelman with me. And we've been friends, you know, ever since. Um, so I've, I've made this damn smothered chicken for you umpteen times. You're just going to have to watch next time I'm in the kitchen <laughs> and actually pay attention. How about them apples? Next question. <laughs> next question. Are you still close to any of the cast members of The Cosby Show or House of Pain? If so, who? I am. Um, you know, The Cosby Show, they're definitely my second family. I grew up with them ever since from the time right before my fifth birthday to to now. So um, I was pretty much Malcolm and Mr. Cosby and Felicia and Tempest. We definitely, definitely keep in touch on a regular basis. I actually owe Felicia a phone call. Um, so, and then Lance and I keep in touch from the house of pain. I mean, and everyone from the house of pain, that was also, I was blessed with two really amazing casts and lovely experiences. And, you know, I haven't talked to much of the rest of the crew, of the house of pain recently, but it's like that thing, like when you have good friends and family, wherever, it doesn't matter where you left off. When you see each other, you pick right back up. And it's the same thing with every, all of them. From Simply Unique 88, could you see yourself having your own talk show? Uh, hello. <laughs> Have you not noticed I like to talk? No. <laughs> no, I'd love to. Like, I think someone on there asked about, like, reality and stuff, too. You know, mm-hmm. it's I've never been one. It's not about the medium. To me, it's more about the story you tell. So I'm open to all of it. It's just I've been very kind of shy to do the reality thing. Because you're telling the world firsthand who you are, and I'm and I'm very clear that it's important for me to always be my authentic self, and I'm not one of those people who's going to do anything to compromise, you know, my character for 15 minutes of fame or a paycheck. That's not who I am. And a lot of these reality shows aren't really reality, and they rely on this kind of salacious bad behavior. And I'm not willing to do that. Like, if you want to see, and I personally. I think me and my family were pretty freaking funny. And yes. <laughs> like we, we, without all the extraness, we're pretty entertaining. So I would definitely entertain, you know, and we've had interest in that. And, and, and these type of relationships are very akin to a marriage and it just has to be the perfect partnership for it to work. So in the perfect storm, I would absolutely do both uh, because I feel like the pub, like people need and are yearning for something that's more real, that's more authentic, that's positive, that's uplifting, that's inspirational, that's funny, that's, you know, all of these things. Because it can be this without dr- throwing a drink or, you know, calling another mm-hmm. woman a bitch every other word or it doesn't need that, you know. So given that, those things, absolutely. This is Miss WNO2. Do you have plans to expand your podcast, such as an hour-long episode or longer, or have more than one episode per week? They can't get enough of you. Well, thank you. I must say, I'm grateful that y'all, y'all, I'm so grateful for everyone who's listening and who's enjoying Candidly Keisha. And, you know, I really love doing it. Like, genuinely, I come in here and I just chop it up and we talk about whatever is going on. So I would love to, you know, continue for this to grow. And, you know, the more support that it gains, the more opportunities we have to grow. And that's just the reality of it. You know, it's still a business. Um, But I love doing it. It's fun. And I'd love to continue. So as long as you guys support and are listening and telling your friends and passing it on, the more we can grow.
This is from She Writes Life. Hey, Keisha. Hey. Are you doing any more outreach partnerships with Camp Kizzy next year? Please let me know. What are you trying to give us the money? Hey, look. <laughs> no, we are. We're constantly doing things. It's not just a one-time event in the summer. We're actually um, working on, you know, doing some continued um, events throughout the year. So right now, I'm getting that schedule together. Um, just had a lot on my plate recently, but definitely something that we're going to continue. And we're always looking for great partnerships and opportunities for the kids. Because what I know is you don't know to dream it if you don't know it exists. So the greater we can broaden their horizons, you know, the bigger they'll dream. Okay. So this we is... Only, how many more questions? I don't think we got much more time. We, we might got, have time. You're definitely going to need to do another episode. We have we about time for two more episodes. Because I think someone on there... I mean, two more questions. Because someone I know is like, well, what do you do all day? Everything. When yes. you aren't working for someone else... You always, you're never an off. You're always doing something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see who are going to be the last two. Radiant Royal. When are you going to have Keisha's Kitchen up and running? I can't no. wait to see you throw down. Can I tell you, this has been like a passion project that I've been working on for so, so very long. And soon, 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 soon. Again, you know. A lot of the, what you don't see is behind the scenes. It's so funny to see the finished product, and it looks like it happened overnight. But no success happens overnight. It's always a process. And, you know, you'll have deals. You'll have production deals. You'll do pilots. Sometimes they won't work. And then you'll have to go another route. Or, you know, it's been all of that in the process. So I know when this comes to fruition, it's going to be freaking balls. And it's genuinely something I love doing. The cooking doesn't stop just because y'all don't see it. Mm. But or he like sure he's like uh-huh. it does not stop. <laughs> <laughs> like I j- I love cooking and I love tasting it. We we know <laughs> my whole family does. But it's coming coming soon. So we're working on I'm working on a few different aspects of that, and I'm really getting back to it. Like you know what I do, it comes from a very creative space. And when your mind is preoccupied with other things. You know, you don't have the room that you need to really just kind of be creative. So I'm getting back to that space of woo-sawing and, and, and getting inspired and, and continuing. Okay. I do have one more question, but I really want to state this comment. Her okay. name is Goals111. Hi, Goals111. You're always positive and such a positive influence. You are an inspiration. Oh, just thought I'd add that. Thanks, boo. And then this is Tool P23. They want to know how do you remain positive through all of your life situations? Because I don't like the alternative. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, I feel like I really do believe happiness is a choice. It is a choice. And shit happens. Mm-hmm. Everyone has shit happen. Everybody, no matter who you are. The only thing you can control is how you respond to it. And... That's just my motto. Like, I can either be sad and crying or I can be happy and laughing. And I prefer to laugh. Always. Always. Um, and I'm not saying it's like every day it's everything is rainbows and bunnies. Mm-hmm. Like, I have stuff. I hurt. I cry. It, You know, my feelings get hurt. I'm afraid. You know, there's so many different things. But the difference is that I, when I have those emotions, I choose to actively do something different I acknowledge them. If I need to cry, I cry, I get it out. 
And, you know, me, like, even now, I just, I have to find the funny and stuff. That's my way of coping. Everyone has their own way, but I try my best to find the silver lining, to find the blessing in everything, because the more I force myself to see the good, the more good I see. And it works the other way, too. So I'm just like, shit, this is, I ain't got another option. This is what it is, and I'm going to keep it moving. Love it. Another question. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we had enough time. But I think I was, we got we got enough for one more, one more. What time? What time do you one have? One more. It's three fifty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta get out of here. Yeah. Last one. Last one. Last, last one. one. Last one. Um. Mm, mm, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um. Isiel Chill. Uh huh. I think that's that right. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. They want to know, are there any future projects that they should be looking out for from you? Or can you talk about them? Biggest future project I have is working in my belly right now. Hey. <laughs> there are, no, there's a lot of other things that I'm doing. I do a lot of um, speaking at different colleges and universities. I'm working on my lifestyle, my kitchen, Keisha's Kitchen, and my spices. I'm working on all of these things. But I'm one who likes to discuss when stuff is finished and in the can and ready to go. Gotcha. So, you know, you never know all different opportunities. You know, acting for a couple months is going to have to take a back burner while I bake this little pumpkin. <laughs> but I will be back at it once once I do. But um, I know that's all we have time for today. Don't worry. We're going to do another. We're going to do part two next week. So tune into part two. If you're, even if your question was answered, there may be another question that you still want to hear the answer to. But I just want to, again, say thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's really appreciated. I know a lot of times people are like, oh, celebrities don't ever acknowledge their fans and whoop, whoop, whoop. You know, you you always get the people who have something to say. Mm. And everyone isn't going to be happy. But I genuinely really appreciate all of the love, all of the support. And we'll be right back next Friday. Candidly Keisha. You know, enjoy your weekend. And it will be part two of Ask Keisha. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.